Welcome to Base Case, and I'm your host, Philippe Baugh. Call it blues, man. What does that mean? In jazz, we use the expression called tunes as a performance practice or a performance format. It's usually informal. Uh, we'll go to a jam session and uh, call tunes. I mean, we'll call jazz standards like Autumn Leaves or Recorda May or Blue Bossa. There's no, the bottom line is that there's no real set list. We're just calling tunes that are part of the standard repertoire in jazz. And uh, it's not in jazz alone. I mean, I've played in rock bands where we've played uh, part of the standard repertoire and we call some tunes just basically just to check each other out and, and to uh, hear how these guys know these tunes or maybe they don't. And then we get, hey, we got the wrong guy here. But it's common in jazz because we have that repertoire of standards that players learn in music school or from their private teachers or they may have learned in jam sessions or from other players. Uh, but like I said, it's not limited to jazz and all, sty all styles of music have it. I mean, country music has their standards, rock music, praise and worship music. You know, I've played in a lot of churches and uh, there's tunes that have followed me around. And uh, But even outside of these kind of pop style genres, uh, string quartets, you know, you think about your classical string quartets, they've got their standard repertoire. Symphonies, you know, if you looked online at the various cities of you know philadelphia cleveland dallas and look at what's happening on their concert program they've got repertoires that involve beethoven bach and mozart so we've all got our standard repertoire but it's common in jazz i think because of a couple reasons and one of them is the jazz session format you know and that's how this music was uh, before music school started teaching jazz, that's how you learned it back in the 30s and 40s and 50s. You came upon other jazz musicians and you got together and you'd play tunes with them. And if you didn't know them, they'd show you how they worked. They'd show you the bass lines. They'd show you the melodies. And then in the 1970s, uh, the repertoire kind of codified itself with the advent of the fake book or what we call the real book that's sort of the standard real book and there's several volumes of that and there's hundreds of standards and we're expected to know those and those books include the lead sheet which is just the melody and chord changes and they're helpful for bass players and they're helpful for learning the melody and the chord changes uh but within jazz repertoire uh standards like all the things you are blue boss any of those tunes i mentioned there are blues standards and before i frighten listeners away who think this is just all about jazz let me stop and say that the blues is in all forms of music you know let me give you a short history of the blues it's a total american-made product that's been around as a form. And when I say a form, I'm talking about your basic 12-bar blues. And it's been around as a form since the 19th century. You know, and elements of it like slurs and use of blue notes and probably more importantly, call and response mechanism that we hear in the blues all come from the African-American work song of the early 19th century. But it was around the mid-1850s when the blues began to solidify in that 12-bar format, which used those 1, 4, and 5 chords. That's still in existence today. And it was around that time that the blues and that form started making its way through the United States and probably a lot of the world, too. And it uses that structure of those 1, 4, 5 chords, and it was absorbed by musicians of all styles, particularly jazz musicians and later on other styles. Jazz musicians got hold of it in the 1920s. One of the first uh, jazz blues is West End Blues by Louis Armstrong. 
but there was traditional blues as a style. And I'm talking about what I like to call B.B. King blues, you know, and it began with musicians such as Bessie Smith and Lead Belly and others that began recording in the 1920s. Now, this is somewhat different, but still the same. It's still the 12-bar format that the jazz musicians use, but it's more, I guess, what you would call authentic, you know. And this style continues today with musicians like uh, Albert King and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Robert Cray, who took that same form, and some people call it electric blues. Bass players should listen to those bass lines on those, on those tunes and recordings and break them down. I'll be breaking them down for you on a future podcast. But when jazz musicians got hold of the blues, they sort of molded it for their own use, and they added a couple more chords and started writing different heads, you know, what we call, that's what we call melodies, heads. But we still maintain that same 12-measure, 12 12-bar 12 format. But bottom line is the 12-bar blues form found its way into all music, and I mean all music, and rock musicians got hold of it. You know, I think about Rock Around the Clock. My father was telling me that that was the first rock tune to really hit the mainstream. Guess what? Blues form. Doesn't sound really what I think of as a blues, but it uses that same framework of 12 bars and 145 chords. Chuck Berry got hold of it with Johnny B. Good. Elvis got hold of it with Hound Dog. Uh, later on, even uh, bands like ACDC, Leonard Skinner, Led Zeppelin, Hendrix, they used the blues form. Uh, when I think about country music, I think about Johnny Cash and his Folsom Prison Blues, yet another blues form. I've heard it in all styles, including gospel and praise and worship. I even remember, and this kind of surprised me, but then it made perfect sense back in the mid-90s, uh, an artist by the name of Tracy Chapman had a hit with Give Me One Reason. And I remember one of the DJs, I mean, this is how far back it was going. I was listening to the radio. But one of the DJs says that was the first blues that had hit number one in, in several decades. But there's other hit records and other pieces of music that most people would be surprised use blues for them or it comes pretty close to. You know, I was thinking about James Brown, I Feel Good. I remember having to play that on a gig once and and thinking, I don't really know this tune. And then I'm listening to it go by, and it's basically a blues form without all the blues inflections and everything. It's just using the same chord structure. You know, you like disco? I've had to play a lot of it myself, so I kind of like it. Boogie Shoes by KC and the Sunshine Band. Check it out. From the 1970s, disco. It's as disco as you can get, but guess what? Blues form. But I think the most eye-opening was when I was at my daughter's third-grade Christmas program. You know, it's basically a 30-minute musical. And right in the middle, the key acme, you know, the apex of the show was the kids break into a song. And it was a blues, you know, do you want to go to the North Pole? And blue, and I went home and checked it out, and it was in E-flat. But the point being is that the chord progression, that 12-bar form, is completely absorbed by everybody. I mean, anybody, musicians and non-musicians alike. So it makes it easier for us as musicians, no matter how experienced, to play. If I'm playing with my quintet, I'll make sure right at the top, right at the top of the set, we'll play a blues. It'll settle everybody in because everybody knows how to play a blues, right? Uh, And my student combos at the very beginning of the semester, first tune we call, first tune we start working on, guess what? A blues. It gets everybody in there nice and easy. Student calls in, wants to audition, we'll call the blues. But most important, this podcast is that bass players that study with me, and regardless of their experience, 
the thing that I start them on is a blues, just a basic blues line. We'll just play roots through it. And it gets everybody. It's surprising. I mean, I have beginner bass players that within a week they can play a blues with the combo. I mean, they're not walking lines, but they're playing the roots and grooving with the drummer. And that's going to be the subject of my next one, uh, basic blues bass lines. And I'll lead you there. So I'll be talking about that and showing you via my YouTube channel some basic blues lines. I'll be uh, hoping that you'll be listening to me very soon. I'm Philippe Ball with Bass Case. Mm-hmm.